Hi, everybody, and welcome to Creativity Reframed. Um, joining me today, um, we have an incredible global leader um, from um, Merlin Entertainments. Um, thank you for joining me today, Fiona Eastwood, um, the COO of um, Merlin Entertainments. So we'll jump straight in, um, as, is, as is our way with this. So Fiona, from your point of view, during obviously everything that's happened over the last 18 months to two years, how have you been able to make sense of that both on a business and personal level? I mean, it's certainly been um, an, an emotional and difficult period, but also lots of some positives have come out of it. I mean, we started, it started being an impact for me. I remember the exact moment I was in New York visiting one of our sites and had an email from the team in Wuhan to mm -hmm. say that there's this mysterious illness and people were um, collapsing in the street and yeah. it might impact Chinese New Year, which was like three weeks later. By the end of that week, when I was flying back from Los Angeles, I got off the plane Saturday morning and had an email to say every single site in China had closed, wow. uh, which is quite shocking in itself. Yeah. And then roll forward 12 weeks and every single one of my 120 plus sites had closed bar one in South Korea. So it was a huge emotional wow. uh, couple of months. I mean, on a positive, we got advance notice of it. So it could react in January and stop yes. spending. Yeah. You know, the first thing, sadly, being a marketeer, for yeah. the marketeer, it was around the marketing had to be put on hold. So we yeah. did that. We had an advance notice to start to really look at the OPEX and start to protect ourselves mm -hmm. with what was coming. And then it was really sad. The day the final sort of attraction bar one closed, it was like yeah. almost like turning off the lights around the world. Yeah. And um, I found that incredibly difficult, not helped by the fact that at that point I also had COVID and was in isolation. So, oh my goodness. Um, so it felt um, really tough. But immediately, yeah. once um, back up and running the following week, to bring the team together to then say, right, how do we react to this? This is not only a burning platform, it's a huge um, emergency to start to look at our business. How do we come out of it stronger? How do we, what can we do to act rather than just watch our business uh, fall apart, really? Yeah. And so we immediately got to let's think the unthinkable. Let's do stuff we've always said we wanted to do. And now we're closed, have an opportunity to really bottom up and transform the business. Right. And that's what we then did for the three months we were closed, whilst also preparing to reopen and have all the safety measures in place, look yeah. after our teams and be prepared for reopening. Wow. OK, I mean, there's just so much kind of texture to what you're talking about there, Fiona. I'm furiously scribbling, you know, just <laughs> some really powerful pieces of thinking there around using the opportunity and harnessing it to think the unthinkable and completely reimagine the business. So building on that then, that kind of flows perfectly into my next question, which is, so flowing out of that then, in terms of creativity and problem solving, can you give us any kind of examples of some of the things that you and your team have done to reimagine the business? Yeah, I mean, it was very much rather than top down, I gave some sort of top down principles, which were we have to make savings. Yeah. Um, what are the things that we've been talking about that we can actually do within the next three months? So they went away armed with some parameters to the divisional directors for each of the regions and then worked with their team to come back with plans. So they then presented back what they were going to do. 
And it was great to see some real creativity coming back, which we could mm -hmm. then say, oh, that's some amazing ideas to steal that the other divisions can pick up and deliver on. So very quickly, it became apparent we could go cashless during this crisis, which yep. drove savings, also improved the customer journey and yep. improved it ultimately for guests and staff, because when we reopened, it had to be as safe as possible. So yep. we went cashless um, very, very, very quickly. We took one model for our staffing structure, which we then um, implemented across all regions, across the 120 plus sites. And so that came from both a top down, we've got to do stuff, here are some of the ideas, and mm -hmm. then bottom up, that came from each of them. And then yeah. we could share those innovations across all of the markets as well. So it was really powerful, actually. Yeah, uh, it's just such a lovely way to do it, isn't it? Of almost like, as you say, you've kind of set the framework at the top, but actually, and because I guess everyone's so globally dispersed, it actually becomes an even more democratic way to kind of cascade all of that innovation and get all of that thinking to come back in. Um, and there's been a few conversations where a few other people have kind of talked about that kind of democratizing aspect where the technology actually is an enabler of even more ideas to come in rather than let's get 10 people in a room um, and do a brainstorm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, absolutely love that. And, and we talked earlier, Fiona, that you're obviously one of the most senior um, women within your organization. Is there anybody else that you respect or admire or that you think as another female leader has done a wonderful job over the yeah. last 12 months or so? Well, it's fabulous that the most senior person involved in the vaccine, which absolutely has helped the UK get back to normal, because I do a lot of traveling and you can see that whilst we may have rising cases, we seemingly at the moment have broken that link between hospitalization and that's down to the vaccine. So I think yeah. the one that stands out for me is Professor Sarah Gilbert and uh, the tremendous work. And it was brilliant that a woman and a scientist was at the forefront of that really early days. Yes. And fabulous to see um, also, and I can't remember her name, but the woman who then also implemented the rollout of the vaccine in the UK as well. So it's tremendous, both innovation and implementation was led by women in uh, the UK. Yeah, for sure. And, and kind of moving back into, I guess, your previous life, which is marketing and brand, because obviously mm -hmm. you're now in a more general management position. Um, but with so much marketing in your DNA, Fiona, just curious to understand what you think the role of brand and marketing has been through the pandemic. And perhaps as we dare to say, we're coming up through the other side of it. Uh, how do you think it's, it's kind of shifted the world of marketing? Yeah, I mean, it, was, it was really, I was really delighted again, this creativity when we closed and it was Asia that were first closed. The team in, in, in Australia, we were we, we gave out the, I said, right, I'll take you out for dinner, drinks, when it, this is all over, for the team that comes up with the best idea. And the idea they came up with was, we're closed, but let's not connect, stop connecting with our guests. Mm. And they did some amazing, really simple penguin feeds from the sea life through to, you know, they all recognised that mums in particular uh, we're stuck at home with their kids so it's how do we keep that connection going and give them something to do and enjoy while they're all locked in their houses so I did some amazing animal interaction really simple feeds I remember getting something that made me um, well off actually it was from a little old lady who said she was stuck at home um, didn't see people and she you know what was keeping her going was watching these animals in the sea life in Sydney it was like wow 
you know, that for me is where we're making a difference, that we're still able to give people moments of joy, despite the fact they're shut in their houses. You know, that, that was absolutely led by the marketeers taking a platform such as digital and yeah. still connecting with our guests, despite the fact our doors were closed. You know, and I saw some of the comments on social media where mums were saying, we're going to come back when you open to say thank you. So, you know, that's the stuff for me that made it for me. Yeah. And, and it's interesting, isn't it? I think that there are a number of brands that both positively and negatively, the way that they have treated their customers during the pandemic, yeah. I think will be really important. I think in the long term, yeah. you know, some really yeah. bad examples. And as you say, yeah. those moments of surprise and delight and joy mm -hmm. that, that some yeah. people have created for people, I yeah. think will, will yeah. actually last and endure with yeah. people and, and build out that kind of longer term brand loyalty. Um, are there yeah. any brands that you've that you kind of or are there is there anybody else that you've kind of watched with admiration? Any other brands that kind of spring to um, mind? I mean, I would say my my UK marketing team also spearheaded a drive for all of the industry to come together to rebuild London, and so it started with a an SOS call to the government and the mayor's office to support the businesses that were you know, most businesses in London tourism. 80% of it is international. So you yes. close the borders and you're a bit buggered. Yeah. Um, so we started the summer of 2020 and that culminated last year with an industry-wide campaign, Let's Do London, supported by the government, supported by the mayor's office, hotels. Yeah. Everyone came together to drive London's biggest ever tourism campaign. And the ROIs on that were tremendous. And it really then bodes well for next year. We're now lobbying for let's do an international one to get the international market back. Right. London, okay. London, you know, it's about creating jobs, saving jobs, but also driving tourism. So every single hotel, museum that came together this year and last year is tremendous, actually, and really yeah. drove people into London. And we saw yeah. a massive uptick. Yeah. And, and I guess the final question then, because we've kind of came raced our way through this Fiona that <laughs> I always like to end on a on a high what what are your yeah. hopes for us all and for society um as we move through this period I mean I know there's all this talk of new normal I mean I really hope we get back to semblance of normality yeah um, and I hope that you know once again we can travel the world because I think it's hugely important both from a business but also a personal perspective and for my yeah. kids generation that they can you know, have all the opportunities that we had. And, um, you know, I hope that we get back to some semblance of normal quite soon mm. because it's still a lot of upheaval for a lot of people around the world that they are either being restricted by their governments and freedom of movement. And it's so important to be able to travel the world. Yeah, what I hope. It, it, it is true, isn't it? I mean, uh, just speaking personally, um, I managed to kind of get, get away overseas on holiday over the summer. And it, it just, I mean, just things that you would otherwise have taken for granted just suddenly became moments of wonder and awe yeah. again of just being in yeah. the sea feeling the sun yeah. on your face um because yeah. you know we've essentially been incarcerated for such Absolutely. long periods of time yeah. that you know and it yeah. is almost those kind of small you know human things yeah, in life that for granted yeah and i hope we remember so, not take them for granted anymore so I hope we yeah. also at the same time get back to normal, but take pleasure from the simple things that we've all taken for granted in the past. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think on that positive note, I think <laughs> we will kind of close our session, Fiona. So it's been an absolute pleasure um, chatting to you and just 
just really, really fascinating. You know, the piece that you talked about at the start about, you know, you literally had a call from your Wuhan team. You know, you were kind of right at the kind of, you know, at the front line, really, in terms of, you know, how your response teams have to kind of work and evolve. And, and it must have been an incredibly visceral and just such, you know, when, when you talk to me about how many sites that you had and, you know, that over a period of time, the lights kind of going out is it's just kind of heart-wrenching really so best of luck with everything I'm sure you'll be kind of absolutely mobbed as everything starts reopening again and um, yeah and thank you again for your time it's been a pleasure so um, take care and um, stay safe